Hi everyone, welcome to the B Plus Plus podcast. My name is Abhi, and as you know, in the B Plus Plus podcast, uh, every week we speak to some visionary leader, a founder, author, somebody who is changing the rules of the game, somebody who is leading the way. And today, Hilton Kisanau, uh, you know, who is a founder, entrepreneur, a twelve-time Microsoft Most Valuable Professional. uh and wow i don't even know anyone who was uh the most valuable professional twice and yeah we have a 12 time microsoft most valuable professional uh elton very happy to have you on the podcast thank you abi good to, good to be here and uh, thank you for the opportunity to good to good to meet you and and to to talk to your audience thank you the reason i was so fascinated was you know and we'll we'll get to the products but first let's talk about you know uh, one of the things that i find very very fascinating is how somebody got started right so in the sense how did you uh think of uh this company how did you identify the need in the microsoft teams economy which is obviously booming uh you know and and how did you get started yeah sure so I mean if I go well depending how far back you want to go <laughs> you know if I go back to like being a kid uh, you know growing up in the 80s for example I've always been crazy passionate about technology and software and I've been programming since you know since those kind of days long before it was cool to be a developer <laughs> right. um but always passionate both about technology but also about people and business and and using software to solve real business problems so you know kind of being part of that early into my career I got involved in a product or got introduced to a product called SharePoint which uh, I imagine a lot of people are aware of um it's right. a product that's been around for decades it's a massive massive product on its own uh, extremely capable product but um it's it's surprisingly poorly implemented without a lot of thought and planning and understanding you know going back decades that it's been around it sort of suffered from that um so we spent myself and my team spent um more than a decade helping customers unlock the power of sharepoint for sort of very effective or far more effective collaboration and productivity focusing a lot on what today is called the employee experience um so a large part of this is building things like intranets and portals for internal customers you know basically employees um so all company portals or sometimes even specialized portals you know web based portals um so things like a you know so either either like a broad company intranet or specialized things like maybe an innovation/ideation portal or a new employee onboarding portal for example um so that would be you know sub part of the intranet that's focused on a select group of staff like new employees getting them up to speed with the company getting them through their first few days and or hours and days and weeks with the company that kind of thing um so fast mm-hmm. forward um like pretty much everybody in the in the sharepoint space you know we all got got introduced to this office 365 thing what today microsoft calls microsoft 365 you know so we mm-hmm. all had to deal with this new cloud thing um and and you know dealing with sharepoint and sort of transitioning our our work and our clients to this sort of new cloud based world but um sort of circa 2017 or so microsoft suddenly comes out of so to speak out of left field with this new product called teams which is microsoft's vision at that time i guess of a a uh, kind of a powerful but integrated platform both for communication so you know in some ways a re- replacement for um the the enterprise voice and video products you know depending on sort of what your background is you you'd have something in that space but you know in the microsoft space um where we were working at the time it was things like uh, what what used to be called link became skype for business that sort of thing um so a lot of that kind of communication platform if you like voice video and and im or chat um but uh, the uptake you know team team still of sort of obviously does that and i think that's probably most people's perspective of teams but the uptake has really been focused on that 
and very little on some of the extremely powerful things that the product can do beyond just communication, but more on the, let's call it the collaboration or productivity side of things, um, which is very much where products like Slack or uh, Facebook Workplace, those kind of things shine, where you know the, there's, there's less of a focus to some extent on the voice and video, more on the, the kind of the, the chat groups, you know, the, the, the uh, teams, the actual chat, what do you call it, the... Um, the sort of the sort of the work teams and the, and the communication that happens right. inside. There. As an example, I mentioned you know probably some fair percentage of your listeners are using Microsoft Teams already, as you know as well as probably some of those other products. But I'm curious yeah. how many of the customers are using the actual Teams feature inside of Microsoft Teams rather than just the voice and video. That, that's right. typically the kind of uh, you know challenge we're seeing customers face these days. Right. Yeah, I mean, so definitely you identify this need and you're absolutely right. I've used uh, Teams twice uh, today uh, and I haven't explored the Teams feature of it yet. And it's just become, you know, a communication tool more than anything else. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure the listeners would be very happy to learn more about the products as well. So first, I mean, before we jump into the products, how big do you think is the global Microsoft Teams economy, right? What's the opportunity out there? And, and you know, you think that this is something that, you know, compared to products like Zoom and compared to, you know, products like Slack that you just mentioned, do you see, you know, a very, very unique sort of space for Microsoft Teams? How, how do you sort of uh, envision the future for the Microsoft Teams economy? So, I mean, that's a great question. I can, I can sort of, um, or we can look at it from, from different angles. There's the, the kind of the user base, if you like. And then, you mm-hmm. know, my, my focus obviously is, is on the, aside from the consulting work, you know, from, from a chit chatter perspective, our, our product really is oh. on the, is, is on the app perspective, if you like. So we can look at, you sure. know, some of the changes there and, and, and what's happened there. 20, I mean, you know, we, we started this work in, in 2019. We kind of founded the company, uh, not anticipating what 2020 would look like. <laughs> um, but you can imagine 2020 has been a, you know, an unbelievable year for, for products like Teams and, and Slack and Zoom and, you know, all of these other things as well. Um, so what we saw was going into 2020 or, or sort of during the 2019 year, um, teams at the beginning of the year was, I think, something like 10 to 12 million monthly active users. By the end right. of that year, it was, it was, um, I think, into the 20s or 30s, something along those lines. So, you know, almost doubling in growth. So coming mm-hmm. into the 2020 year, you know, in the order of like, I don't know, 20-something million monthly active users. By the end of 2020, we're seeing that number go from sort of, you know, low to mid-20s to the order of like 115 to 120 million monthly active users. So wow. massive five-fold growth in, you know, in the platform. Again, mostly voice and video. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> not necessarily true. a huge amount of collaboration and, and sort of, um, you know, productivity stuff. But yeah, in terms of actual usage, a tremendous growth. From a product perspective, you know, when we started, started looking into this area, we were obviously paying attention to what was going on in the store and, and that's sort of matched it and in some ways even exceeded it in some ways. Um, so we had 2019, there were roughly like 120 to 130 products in the team store. By the end of 2020, that number was well, well in excess of 800. So, wow. you know, so to speak, well, well, excuse the math, but, uh, you know, close to an eightfold increase, um, in yeah. the number of apps, uh, apps in the store. So yeah, it's been a, it's been amazing to see and, and sort of be part of that journey. We actually had our first app submitted to the store, the actual store approval process in February of 2020. 
And uh, retrospectively, a bit of advice to the listeners, if you build an app for team, don't submit it during February of 2020. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, we were getting feedback from the team's app development, you know, that our app's not working and the, the icon's not working and it's not loading. And, you know, at that point, Teams itself was just absolutely struggling to, you know, to, to keep up. Yeah. There was there was nothing wrong with the app. Teams itself was yeah. failing. So that yeah, was an interesting yeah. time to go through. What better timing, right? I mean, all the unfortunate, terribly unfortunate what's happening in the world. But, you know, uh, it's just sometimes, you know, right place at the right time kind of an opportunity as well. So so, so that's great. So, I mean, let's talk about the products in terms of, you know, uh, Teammate, which is the flagship uh, product. Maybe you can sort of uh, briefly tell us about what each of these products, you know, whether it's quick links or reminder or short links, you know, how how, how do they work and how can businesses and, you know, organizations start sort of, uh, you know, adopting some of these tools? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So, you know, if you, if you look at some of the quotes from around about 2016 or so, um, the, some of the big tech leaders, you know, such uh, from the Microsoft side and, and uh, you know, uh, Mark on Zuckerberg on the Facebook side, that was calling 2016 the year of the bot. Um, and, you know, maybe going in that, you know, that was, that was great to hear going out of it. I mean, I don't know from your perspective, maybe, but I, I certainly didn't feel like, you know, our lives were changed by that. Um, we certainly right. see today a lot of websites um, that have bots on them. You know, there's a lot of customer facing bot interaction, either support or sales, uh, you know, sales inquiries, things along those lines. Um, but we don't see much of that focused on employees. Uh, I mean, Microsoft had a, had a, a huge announcement in February of this year, of something called Viva, for example, what they, what they term like a Teams-based intranet product, which is an interesting discussion on its own, something we're doing a lot of work with. Sure. Um, but really the focus is, is, is on the employee, on the employee and the employee experience for the first time. And that's really where our products come in. So we're not building customers that, oh, we're not building products that, you know, you as a customer would use for your customers, you'd use them for your staff. So quickly, Links, for example, helps you um, share links, uh, um, you know, web web links inside of a team with your team. So let's say you're on a, um, you know, you're working on a on a project to bring a new product to market, and you're all collaborating inside of Teams. You've got a, you know, you're using Teams for the task management and the document sharing and so on. You've got a lot of links you want to share. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, quick links would would take the the form of a of a tab inside that team where you can kind of share all your products together. So that's kind of where, where, where our focus was. Um, and I'd say, the, you know, that we, we sort of, as you mentioned, we've, we've got various products that we brought to market. So reminders will help you take a message in Teams and remind yourself, you know, if your boss asks you to send him a report next week, Tuesday, you can actually set a reminder on that message directly, you know, for, for Monday afternoon, something along those lines. But Teammate is really our primary focus as our, you know, as we said, our kind of our flagship product. And the idea there is it's to help companies with digital onboarding. That that really we felt was was a place where we could have the biggest impact in in companies. You know the the onboarding journey is the the employee's first experience with a company, and it's one that we certainly hope is going to be amazingly fruitful and mutually beneficial. You know when the employee starts day one of the company, who doesn't want the employees to be happy and productive? Um, you know it's yeah. it's obviously. You know, on the softer side, I mean, everybody, we, we hope everybody has a good time in our companies, but, you know, on a, on a practical perspective, it's lower turnover, it's better retention, it's the ability mm. to attract and hire great talent. But um, surprisingly enough, there's, there's some interesting research from a couple of years ago around the challenges with onboarding. I mean, I have some of these to hand just, you know, because we, we quote them to customers a lot. So, I mean, things like some of those, and I can send you the, you know, links to those reports if people are interested, but things like... Sure. Um, 
uh, you know, findings from the report that organizations with a standard onboarding process of a 50% greater new hire productivity, 69% of, of employees are more likely to stay if they have a good onboard. But 12% of employees think their organization does a good job of onboarding. Um, mm. For example, so you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of research around that supported what we were looking to do, and really we mm. wanted to try and, and assist employees, but particularly focus on that onboarding and journey. Help help employees get up to speed as quickly as possible. Take a lot mm. of the burden off of, you know, the HR person, um, and and in some ways the IT people as well, answering repetitive questions and having to do long drawn out induction sessions. You know, if you think about mm. how how companies typically do an onboard, um, mm. you know, there's some sort of one or two or three hour induction session that all the employees need to sit through. They have to try and absorb every possible piece of information they'll need over the next five to 10 years with a company in that three hour session, remember everything um, and, and, you know, try and try and uh, sort of get everything done in terms of checklists and, you know, things that they need to do on the first day and sort of just cram it all into, into that perspective. So it wastes a lot of time for everybody involved. It can be very inconsistent. You know, if one HR person to another forgets something or they're having a bad day and they forget to tell you something Um, and they have to deal with a lot of repetitive stuff you know a lot of repetitive questions etc today you know everybody's working from home and we don't know what the future is going to look like that's probably going to continue to a large extent Um, Mm -hmm. so if we can support the employees um, in their journey working from home um, where not everybody's necessarily got the same time or same time zones to kind of do those kind of inductions but mm. um, we can also eliminate that that kind of overload that the employee goes through and rather stage that information over the course of hours or, or days or even weeks. You know, so all of those 300 things you have to get in that in that three-hour session, um, the, the teammate um, app sort of brings you that information at a, at a much more staged process over the course of, you know, as I say, sort of hours or days or weeks. And then mm. there's an FAQ capability built in. So if you do have questions after that, you can mm. ask 24-7, um, you know, you, whatever you know makes sense to you. If, you know, if at midnight on a Saturday night you're struggling with trying to find out something that you need to get your job mm. done, you can ask it. Um, and it's taking the burden off HR to doing those inductions and, and answering a lot of those kind of repetitive questions when we're all under pressure. Right. So yeah, yeah that's probably a fair uh, <laughs> fair run through, I guess. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely. I mean, while you were talking about it, I was just thinking about you know our own challenges in onboarding people, right? So in the sense, you're absolutely right. Sometimes you know, taking the burden of HR and sometimes who's to say that, you know, the, the, the HR professional who's doing the induction is the right person to do that in any case, right? So there are those kind of challenges, whether they are having a good day or a bad day or the fact that they might, might you know, not be able to answer a lot of those questions and nobody else has visibility into this process. And so here is somebody like you mentioned who's going to come and work for you for the next five to 10 years. And all he or she has is spending three hours with an HR person who we don't know is having a good day or a bad day. So, yeah. And, and also the fact that, yeah, those three hours, you know, I've, I've seen people being totally lost, uh, you know, for the first day or so, and they don't know what's going on. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's phenomenal that you identified this opportunity. So, so what do you think uh, are some of the things that, you know, companies are doing terribly wrong? Uh, when it comes to onboarding in the sense that like when uh, they are doing it, you know, with a person, um, usually an HR person or maybe an operations person, you know, but what are some of the most fundamental things that you feel, you know, is it that, you know, I can get the information as I want, when I want it, how, 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 you know, I want to understand, I mean, also from, you know, a point of view of uh, an entrepreneur, you know, what can we do? 
let's say, you know, what are we doing wrong with our onboarding as well? So, you know, definitely we'll check out teammate as a tool, but uh, I mean, also otherwise, what have you noticed are some of the biggest mistakes being made by organizations uh, during onboarding? Yeah, so I think we covered them, um, you know, to some extent, we can, we can certainly maybe look at that from a different perspective, but I think, you know, it, it speaks to some of the things we have discussed already. Um, and, mm. and it's, you know, it's around trying to cram that information really in at the same time. Um, but, mm. as, you know, as we also touched on, it's been exacerbated by these work from home kind of things, because, mm. you know, trying to find time even for that, that long compressed induction session. It becomes mm. becomes more and more challenging. You know, the HR people are, you know, my wife's in HR as it happens. And, you know, she has to spin in a moment from being an HR executive, you know, to being mm. a uh, homework assistant, to be, <laughs> you know, uh, preparing food for the family, et cetera, all of those kind of things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, we're all under pressure. We're all under pressure, I guess, is, is yeah. the yeah. aspect these days. So it's only made things worse. Um, we, we have the idea these days of, of uh, I don't know if this is an idea you've encountered, but something called asynchronous meetings. Um, mm. There are there are companies that are starting to introduce these kind of products, for example, where, you know, even just from the perspective of you and your team, it's becoming harder to try to find a time where everybody's um, mm. got the same slot available and has the same, same sort of headspace available as well. So right. obviously, if there's something critical we've got to meet about, we've got to meet about it. But if there's other things that are maybe less critical that we need to chat about, um, you mm. know, email's not proving to be a good format, but we can't find an actual time for meeting. There are tools that will let us sort of record a little video clip of ourselves that mm. of what we would have said, you know, if we were in a meeting at the same time and everybody can kind of right. apply with, with, with uh, you know, with video clips of themselves and draw that meeting out. So this, you mm. know, this is just a, a concept and there are, there are various tools that have, you know, for teams and Slack and whatnot that are trying to do this. To some extent, mm. we're, we're sort of trying to offer that same sort of idea around the onboard, um, you know, in terms of things like the FAQs and, and menuing and just the ability to absorb the information at a time and and in a space that's that's good for you, um, and at a pace that's you sure. know that's good um, as as a new employee. Um, so yeah, it's it's a big focus on that. Um, so so those are some of the things we see. Um, you know, also as we mentioned, things like inconsistency. Um, you know, sometimes just mm. trying to make sure that the employee has all the information. Um, you know, making sure that you give everything to them on the on the, on the right. Um, right. you know, on the right footing and so on. I think it's also important to mention, you know, there are things that companies are doing right. And those are obviously things we're not looking to eliminate or replace. You know, as much as this is a bot in Teams, mm. and, and, you know, as a result, it's an automated uh, tool and an automated process. We're not looking to try and eliminate the human interaction. What we're trying to do is replace the mundane human interaction with, right. with quality interaction. You know, so when you're on board, the boring stuff, you know, that two or three hour session that you would have gone through with HR, that we can automate. Rather mm. let you spend that time, you know, have a focused 20-minute meeting with the mm. HR or talent team to kind of, you know, do some personal inter interaction from that perspective and let them find out more about you from a personal perspective and let the boring stuff, you know, go, 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 or, or be important, um, you know, let it go to the background and let it be done in that way. Companies also do, uh, you know, also approach onboarding in a different way. There's, there's companies that do things like a welcome buddy, for example, right. where aside from the induction, you're assigned somebody in the company, in your team or not in your team, you know, as the company sort of culture wants to wants to approach it. Um, but somebody to to help you sort of figure out where all the things are, you know, where 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 the tea and coffee is in the canteen, you know, who's who on the team, those kind of things. Um, so those things absolutely we want to, you know, still make sure are happening in in the organisation. Um, but uh, yeah, we we're trying to remove the. The, the boring stuff and automate that and make sure it happens and it is consistent, but the, the companies focus on the high value interactions rather than the boring stuff, I guess is a, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a great balance as well, right? I mean, in the sense that some things, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good feeling to be welcome. And, you know, one thing I find really useful, uh, and, you know, which you pointed out as well is maybe I, on my first day, I don't want to find out everything about, you know, all the processes in the company. Maybe I want to find out more about the people I'm going to be working with. So let's talk a bit about the business model. So in a sense, uh, are these uh, subscription-based tools or, you know, how, how do you sort of market them and how, how, how do you monetize them? Sure. Uh, also, also a great question. And, um, you know, we can, we can talk from the business perspective as well. There might be, um, you know, listeners who who are interested in, in uh, teammate, you know, of course uh, I, I would uh, encourage you to get in touch and, and hopefully we can work yeah. together, but there might sure. be others who, who are just interested in, in teams as an ecosystem. You know, we spoke about the growth in, in, in the app store and so on. Maybe you've got an idea of an app you want to put in the store, things like that. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to talk about um, teams as a platform and to some extent also b two B2B SaaS as a business model, I guess, if you like, right. um, mm-hmm. you know, to, B2B is obviously, um, different from B2C, you know, if you, if you've, uh, coming from a B2C kind of an environment or B2C kind of an idea, or, you know, maybe you've had a great idea for an app in the uh, mobile phone store, for example, um, the model's quite different when you're going from, you know, somebody who's, who's on their phone, browsing on their phone, maybe sitting on, you know, public transit, um, sees a nice app, tries it out and, you know, one, sees the value and, and, you know, is happy to, to kind of pay. Um, and, and, you know, uh, buy the app and, and make use of it. From a B2B perspective, you're looking at, at quite a different model there because um, you're looking at a company purchasing perspective, you know, so the people who are using your app, installing and using um, your app day to day aren't necessarily people who are going to be buying it. Or in fact, you know, most likely aren't the people who are going to be actually making the purchase decision and the sign off and so right. on. Um, so that changes things a little bit as well. Um, and aside from that, you're also inside of a, of an ecosystem. You know, you're inside of the team store. So depending on the kind of app you're building, you've got to think about what that means from a marketing perspective. And mm-hmm. just as an example, I mean, we, we, I mentioned chip chatter, uh, sorry, I mentioned, uh, quick links and, and we've been talking about teammate as well. So quick links we find is one that gets tremendous, um, uh, coverage or, or, or tremendous, um, exposure, shall we say, from, from teams itself. You know, it's the kind of thing that companies are going to want to look for. I'm, I'm inside of my team and I realize that at that point in time, you know, I, I want to share some links. How can I do that? And I'll search in the app store straight away. Teammate, right. for example, is something companies aren't necessarily searching for in the same way. You know, it's something mm-hmm. HR are thinking about and they're not necessarily in teams looking for or thinking about a solution in teams directly. So the marketing sure. we find is very different there. You know, there we're mm-hmm. sort of looking at more traditional marketing, um, you know, more social media, if you like, um, versus, you know, leveraging teams and, and to some extent letting teams do the marketing for us on the, on the quick links sure. the live side, things like that. So that's been interesting mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that's, that's really fascinating, right? Like the point you've made about uh, the actual users are not the ones making the purchase. That's such a huge difference from a B2C kind of a product. And, you know, uh, how's your experience been, let's say, of uh, you mentioned that you sort of tap into social media a bit more. Uh, do you think uh, public relations is an effective tool as well? Uh, has it worked uh, well for you? Have you done a lot of it? So we haven't. Um, to, to be honest, I mean, my, my background is engineering. You know, I want to I want to build stuff. <laughs> so if yeah. there's a problem, you know, I want yeah. to build some kind of software, you know, in, in yeah. language of choice to solve it um mm-hmm. so as a as a founder that that's probably been the most um 
how shall I say it? In some ways, the most challenging, but also the most interesting point um, thus yeah. far is, is learning of the and getting exposed to things that are outside of my uh, my wheelhouse, my comfort zone. You know, however you want to say it. Um, so, so yeah. learning more about the 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 marketing side of the business or the marketing side of, of the world, shall we say, has been has been yeah. fascinating. Um, yeah. We're not doing PR right now. You know, we're also still um relatively new in the journey i guess and particularly around mm -hmm. teammates you know that's our most recent product as well so quick things sure. as i said it's you know we've kind of leveraged or, or been, been benefited by by the store uh teammates right. the first time we're really finding the need to to do upfront marketing a lot more um so we're looking at you know various channels obviously social media being being a key part of that is you know with everything and everyone i guess these days um sure. but yeah we're you know we're exploring all of that and um I think at the moment, really primarily focusing on our marketing strategy, sort of defining exactly what that means and, and how we engage customers and, you know, how we, um, how we sort of put a successful journey together with them. Sure. I mean, life of an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, there's always stuff to learn, you know, there's, there's always <laughs> things, you know, it's like how I've grown up dreading accounting and now there are things that I have have to do that you know i wish i never had to so yeah but that but, but that's exciting as well right i mean such an incredible Absolutely. learning journey uh you know and then i'm sure a lot of listeners you know listening in obviously you know would be very keen to uh you know adopt the tool and definitely try it out so so i i believe that if somebody wants to uh you know uh, try out uh teammate for their uh, organizations they can just uh, find it on the team store right yeah, yeah, absolutely. All the apps, of course, are, are in the store itself. Um, so sure. to, again, just maybe out of interest for people, you know, if you if you do have um, an idea and possibly it's something you want to build internally, Team supports mm -hmm. the idea of an internal app store, the, the concept of sideloading, if it's familiar to, to listeners. So, you know, if you're an internal employee and you want to build something for your company, um, in a nutshell, you know, there are ways to do that without going through the, the app store and, and without listing something that you don't, of course, you know, necessarily want to be public for, you know, for the whole world to consume. Um, so there is a, like an internal app store process. Um, and then of course, you know, there's the, there's a the public store as well. So yeah, all, all of our apps are, are in the, the public store other than, you know, things that we're, that we're still working with customers, new, new products and beta and whatnot, but everything that's publicly available, of course, is in the store. Yeah. So you can, you can just go ahead and search for teammate. And um, what we've also tried to do because it's, um, you know, it's, it's got different features that, you know, that might be a little bit um, unusual to understand trying to do an onboarding, you know, in a bot based experience and whatnot. Right. Um, we've got a yeah. full demo mode in there as well. You know, it's typically someone in, HR or talent, um, you know, or possibly IT installing it to kind of get an idea of what the thing does. So we've got quite mm -hmm. a detailed hand-holding step-by-step um, -step demo mode in there to, to kind of take you through that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that was going to be my next question in the sense that, you know, uh, uh, one of the challenges obviously is, you know, trying uh, to, uh, you know, adopt some of these tools, you know, people may not have a very good understanding. So, I mean, I'm glad you answered the question before I could ask in terms of, you know, because some products are a bit more uh, involved, right? Some products are rather simplistic. So it's, you know, plug and play, you go in and it's pretty evident, right? So for instance, if it's a EDM solution and you want to just send out some emailers, it's rather simple, but some of the you know, more uh, involved B2B tools may require the users and especially, you know, something which has to do with human resources. So in a sense, more involved you know, organizations need to understand how, you know, they will be able to benefit from it. So, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that there is a very detailed demo mode. So please, uh, everyone go uh, check that out. So, uh, you know, 
since you mentioned that you're an engineer, you like to build stuff. I wanted to understand. And and since you know you're based in uh, South Africa, what's the? Are you working mostly with local teams? Are you working with remote teams? So yeah, that, that's been an interesting year as well. You know, to look at from that perspective. Um, so interesting mm-hmm. enough, we we've. Uh, I, I don't know. The, South Africa is in some ways a little bit of an interesting geography. There's there's typically less, in, in my experience at least, less um, engagement with overseas providers. And I don't know if it's because of something about the geography of South Africa being at the bottom of the world in some ways. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're in a European team, for example, it's it's in some ways maybe more common to be working with people from other countries in Europe. You, know, mm-hmm. you might still be in the region, but, you know, you're a little bit more familiar or, or comfortable with other languages, other cultures, uh, you know, in, in some ways, things like that. Whereas South Africans, I suppose there's so many cultures at play in the country. Um, you know, there's, there's maybe a little bit less familiarity or comfort with things like outsourcing to different countries. Um, but on the other side, we've, from, from our perspective, we've actually been doing that for, for a long time, for decades. So we're very comfortable working with teams in, in other countries, other languages, other uh, time zones and whatnot. Um, so there are portions of of the Chitchat products as well that we you know that we that we have teams uh, overseas in various you know various places that we work with, um, but of course you know we we keep a very you know a sort of uh, primarily on the technology side we keep a very close view on what's there and and a, and a close guide on you know what what direction the product's taking and 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 what the actual um, source code looks like you know at the end of the day there's all um, you know software products source codes like the main you know the main the, the the bricks and mortar of of the business, if you like. Um, so that that becomes our biggest concern. You know, making sure the code quality is high, and uh, and making sure that you know that we have we have uh, everything that, you know in a, in a, an automated as a manner and a safe and secure manner as possible. Um, and then obviously things like customer data, for example, we're very very careful with that. So you know the the actual um, engineers don't have access to to production systems. We're really quite careful with things like that. But we're also very, very careful with the kind of data that we access and that we store. So teams as a platform gives us access to um, certain user information, um, certain other you know so like there's basically just IDs and and uh, and primary login information. You're able to query for more, um, which we, you know, we we don't do unless we have a very specific need to do that in, in, in some of the products. You know, maybe we just need to know who's an admin or, or not, that kind of thing. But generally, we, um, you know, that we're in a a world today where the responsibility is on us as as software providers to take more responsibility with our customer data. You know, so we we try and store extreme minimum amount. Uh, you know, the absolute kind of bare necessity to make the products work. Um, sure. But we don't even want, you know, names or email addresses if we don't need it kind of thing. So, right. yeah, that's been interesting as well. Make, makes things sometimes difficult troubleshooting. You know, the customer is asking for assistance with something. We, we can, it can sometimes spend a while trying to figure out who that customer is in the database for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's something we take very, very seriously, our, our, customers, uh, our customers' data. Sure. That's very reassuring as well. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, every organization uh, is extremely careful and that's an area that one has to be very careful. So I'm glad that you have a lot of those best practices in place. So, so what's next for Chit Chatter? I mean, uh, are you planning to roll out more products? Are you, uh, you know, because I, I think you've identified a very, very interesting space. And, you know, like you mentioned from like a 20 million active subscriber base to about, you know, 150 odd million. So that's, you know, that's a huge base and I'm, I'm sure it's only going to uh, grow. So, so what's next? I mean, where do you want uh, Chit Chatter to go? Uh, what, what are your plans for 2021? Uh, 
you know, what would you like? What What's the ideal sort of, you know, that you look back at this year and, you know, that, that would make you say, yeah, we did it, right? What's your goal that way? Yeah, absolutely. And those are, those are great questions. Obviously, something we think about closely. Incidentally, I spent quite a bit of time as a digital nomad myself. I'm, I'm very fortunate. You know, as I say, we've, we've, our team's been remote for a long time. So certainly, you know, prior to COVID, I spent a lot of time sort of between the Northern and the Southern Hemispheres. I've been, I've been blessed in that regard. Um, nice. In terms of chatter, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we're obviously looking to continue to grow our existing products and, you know, absorbing custom feedback and looking where the pain points remain and, and how we can, you know, solve those, those problems. Obviously that's, you know, it's a key focus, but we're always looking at new uh, things we can bring to market and, and new things to make the team's experience better and the collaboration experience and capabilities better and, and, and so on. A big focus for us recently is I mentioned that, that uh, announcement of something called Microsoft Viva, which right. is a big focus for Microsoft. Certainly, you know, this, this calendar year uh, in terms of the marketing and, and, uh, and media that's coming out around mm-hmm. Uh, and it, an intranet-like experience inside of Teams. So things like bringing knowledge management and employee training and learning and mm-hmm. um, and, and wellness is a big part of that as well, for example. You know, the, the work-life balance right. has never been as uh, <laughs> off balance um, as it is. <laughs> um, sure. So, you know, Microsoft's uh, bringing products to market and partnering with other products, for example, to, to look at things like digital commutes or virtual commutes. You know, how do you transition mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the transition between work and home needs to be more than simply spinning the chair around. You know, and suddenly you're you're in another in another zone. Um, you know, we need some kind of um, headspace between or transition space and transition time between those, for example. So that's an area that we're watching very closely and seeing if this, you know, Viva itself as a as a sort of a, a brand is something that we can tap into and um, and help customers understand more and and, um, and and potentially bring some things to market to 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 tap into that as well. Sure, sounds exciting. So, uh, would there be a separate uh, Viva store, or would the Viva uh, ecosystem exist within the Teams ecosystem? How 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 would that play out? So interesting. I mean, if that's a, if it's a topic that customers or, or that listeners are interested in, I imagine there there probably are a lot who who are. Um, I actually just did a talk this week on a webinar that uh, you know that's available on YouTube. I can I can send a link to that if it's if it's a space sure. people are interested in finding more about. You know, that's that's just on YouTube. So it's obviously you know there's no um, no cost or obligation or anything. People can just absorb it and see if there's something useful in there. The idea was uh, we, we actually had the topic and, and everything completely better down at the end of Jan. Um, and then like two days later, Microsoft divided, uh, announced Viva. So we had to kind of, uh, you know, okay. figure out what, what implication that had on the webcast. Um, right. But the idea there is just understanding, you know, what teams can mean as an intranet and, and understand what Viva is and, and how it plays in. Effectively, it's really just a family of products that plug into teams directly. Um, right. So you know, the learning, the learning module, for example, is simply a learning app inside of Teams. It's you know it's sure. part of Viva, and there's a, there's a whole um, sort of um, you know suite, and, and there's there's some, some understanding and whatnot. But effectively, each of this just each of these areas uh, inside of Viva just services as another product in the left menu inside of Teams. Um, so in terms of um, um, you know, the, the store experience, uh, I don't know, we'll see a Viva store per se. A lot of the stuff will just be through the team store. Um, but then there are Viva uh, capabilities sort of partner in terms of what those apps do. So on the learning side, for example, um, Viva surfaces your other learning capabilities. So if you're a LinkedIn or a um, edX or you know one, one of the other sort of primary learning providers, well-known content learning providers, they will surface that content inside of Teams. Sure. Um, so as, as a partner ecosystem, I guess a lot of them are going to be within the context of those apps as well. 
Yeah, but it's but it's very new, very new. Microsoft's still sure. figuring out what these products do, let alone what the partner ecosystem around them is. So we're we're watching that closely, as you can imagine. Yeah, that that sounds really exciting. That was very interesting, and funnily, we use it so often, right? So and and even then, there's a lot of exploration. So. Uh, thank you so much. I wish you the very best. Uh, you know, we will definitely uh, check out the teammate tool and also all the other tools. I wish you all the best for this year. And uh, may we meet soon when I do end up coming to Cape Town as a digital nomad. Thank you so much for your time, Milton Gizanao. It was absolutely wonderful chatting. Yeah, thank you. It was really great to have the opportunity and, and good to meet and connect. I hope, uh, hope the listeners got value from the show.